Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the first day of August. And I uh, hope that you've had a great summer as the kids get ready to go back to school here shortly. You teachers are uh, heading back into work today and uh, and your summer is over. Hey, thank you for joining us today. <clears throat> Yesterday, so-so day, I think we had mostly red, slight tinge of red, maybe a little bit of mix. Um, hey, before we do that, though, let's not forget that there are so many things in the world we live that are not controllable by you and I. However, when it comes to your portfolio and your investments, you can take complete control by controlling the amount of risk you have in that portfolio. You need to know what that risk is. You need to know how much you should have there so that you can make the proper adjustments. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 walk through our core retirement design where we'll help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. With that, so we got Dave coming up here next. To talk about that actually of great is important. The record's just about over. It's 840 at your light FM, and it's time to check in on your money. When we always go downtown, check in and see what uh, Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services is watching today, because quite frankly, my news ticker was kind of boring this morning. Philip, are you more active than I am today? Hey, we do have some earnings that have come through, Dave, and uh, so we do have some stuff to talk about on that front anyway. Well, that's good to hear because the national news, basically everything comes up at 10 this morning. We're going to get the uh, Jolt's job opening reports about 10, then a bunch of other construction and international business uh, uh, composite indexes coming out of Standard & Poor's. But early this morning, Monday and Tuesday are relative doldrums before we start getting into that flood of employment reports starting on Wednesday. And tomorrow morning, we kind of kick it off with the... Uh, private sector employment, and I'm kind of getting the feeling, looking at the market this morning, like the traders are kind of waiting to see whether or not employment is going to back up the notion that we aren't looking at a recession this year. Wouldn't you agree? It definitely is. I mean, I think that um, you know, we had a great uh, great July, right? And so I think now we, we look at what's August going to bring us. I mean, I'm looking at some numbers here. The Dow was up three point, a little over 3.1%. S&P 500 actually ended up below three at two and three quarters for the month. And the NASDAQ 100 at three point, almost three and a quarter, Russell 2000, you'll like this, Dave, up 5.6%. So, um, you know, not bad for a month. Uh, of, uh, uh, so, so we're looking good from that standpoint. Absolutely. And especially during a month where generally the stock market is legendarily flat because there's very little that generally goes on during the month of July. But this month, it was a pretty good one. S&P, just to give people an idea as to where we're at, we're up for five straight months on the Standard & Poor's 500. It's up 19% year to date. Kind of makes you say recession. What recession, right? Well, exactly. I was going to point that out, too, that, uh, you know, we're up almost 19 percent on the on the S&P 500. And you look at the Nasdaq 100 and uh, it's up 43 percent year to date. So um, some some big numbers being posted there, which which gives you some some to me anyway, some reason to think that it's time for a pause in some of those stocks and some of those indexes, because we've seen such a run up. And typically, when you see that kind of run up, then at some point, there's a pause and a little bit of a retrenchment um, before we start to move forward, if, if we get to move forward. 
that would be the normal pattern, and it kind of addresses again the uh, you know the refrain I've been singing for a while. We're buying less profit uh, for the most part year over year with the stocks that we're trading, and that generally means that while the multiples are going up, the stock values are going up. But eventually, we're going to hit a ceiling, and my hope is well, you you say a pause. I'm hoping not a retrenchment, but the very least somewhere down down the line. When you talk about 19% growth on the S&P, while their profits are going down by 7%, my instinct is, okay, I'm happy with this, but you know, let's not get into bubble territory here. Well, exactly. We definitely would love to stay out of that territory because then that, you know, once you get to that bubble time, when it pops, it uh, it's not pretty. And so yep, we'd and rather have a little correction than a bubble popping. Absolutely. And bubble pops generally tend toward being generated as much as anything by when the price starts overrunning the amount of profit you're actually buying. And uh, right now, we're paying a premium price for the profit we buy. Although, while you and I are trying to call, you know, yell for calm a little bit, the very least, Morgan Stanley uh, was one of the biggest bears on the market. And last week, uh, a guy named Mike Wilson from Morgan Stanley said, quote, and unquote, we were wrong about a recession, and they're saying that the S&P right now, they're still saying it could conceivably end up at 3900 for the year, and that's kind of planning on that retrenchment a little bit. But the recession, probably not going to happen, which is kind of reassuring coming from their research budget, isn't it? Uh, it definitely is, Dave, because if we can keep in a, in a slightly positive growth mode with no recession, um, that will be huge for our economy. I want to point this out. I just saw this article and, and I found this kind of interesting. You know, cardboard boxes, they're important, right? I mean, everything you get from Amazon, from almost anything that gets shipped to you comes in a cardboard box. Oh, yeah. And, and your cats uh, love them, too. Yeah, I bet. But, so <laughs> it's one of those things that gets tracked, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. important to our economy. And so uh, the headline is, big drop in cardboard box sales screams recession. Um, we've seen a, a decline in cardboard box sales um, by 9.8% in the second quarter um, and 12.7% in the first quarter of this year. So that's a, a pretty big drop. As a matter of fact, it said that 12.7, um, that's the uh, second biggest uh, slump we've had uh, since they've started keeping track of cardboard boxes. Are we going to have to start tracking a new index along cardboard box sales now? <laughs> Actually, it, it, it comes a little bit. I, I got to imagine a part of that has to be on the uh, cost of fuel. I mean, we're looking at oil at $81 a barrel at this point. Uh, I know my Amazon shipments now, they're combining more and more and more of them into one box instead of having multiple things, and they're trying to encourage us to have everything delivered on the same day so there only has to be one shipment. That probably is part of it, but it's a certain it's a, it's an interesting sidelight at the very least. One more indication of things going in a sideways or downward direction in at least one segment, isn't it? It is. It is. It's something that uh, it, so it'll be interesting to see like retail sales what that comes out later um, this month. Absolutely. One of the other indications as to whether or not we've got a recession on the uh, horizon is. Uh, Unfortunately, what happens to the price of oil, and we've been sitting here saying we don't really know why the price of oil has been going up because nobody's really come up with a cause, but one of my tip sheets says that they say it's because traders now have given up their pessimism on growth economy growth, you know, globally. 
So they're starting to bid the price of oil up, assuming that we're not going to have a recession. Just one more indication that, well, I mean, we're conservative about the re- about the future, but at the very least, the expectation of not going into a major slump is something that's becoming conventional wisdom slowly but surely, isn't it? It definitely seems that way. You know, you don't you don't see as much gloom and doom um, hitting the headlines. Uh, that cardboard box story that was uh, kind of the <laughs> exception, but. Uh, <laughs> But you, but you don't see as much of that hitting uh, the news wires as we did at one time. Yeah, really. And, and as I said, there could be a rational ra- reason for the cutback on number of cardboard box sales, too, just for shippers trying to combine shipments together into fewer boxes to conserve on the energy. Well, that, that's true. And that, that just makes, I mean, from Amazon's standpoint, that just makes total sense, right? If I can, if I can only ship everything in one box, pay one fee instead of multiple boxes, which usually end up costing more money than the one single box, then, then I'm, I'm helping my bottom line. No, absolutely. The, the only reason I do Prime, because I'm not a big TV watcher, is I figure that I pay for my Prime subscription inside the first six months of every year just because I'm saving on shipping costs. Because my, my shopping habits are always, if I can't find it locally, I'm not driving out of town. Uh, so after I exhaust the local possibilities, two punches in my Amazon app, and I've got boxes coming there all the time. Well, if they combine them all into one, it just makes good sense for them. And I would imagine that probably I'm not abnormal on that shopping pattern. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. I mean, that's uh, that's true. Though, though, recently I've been saying, no, don't ship it on Wednesday. I want it on Tuesday. So, yeah, you know. I'm, I'm one of those, uh, you know, immediate gratification counts. I want it on Tuesday as well, especially since it's things like my nicotine gum and the like. Earnings season continues, and uh, we had one major, major loser that's been a hot stock for the last couple of years. What the heck's going on with Zoom anyway? You know, Zoom, they, uh, they had a rough quarter um, th- this last quarter. Um, and, and a lot of it's coming from a weak outlook for this next quarter. But, but they, did, uh, they did beat on revenue um, by, by just, uh, I'm sorry, they missed on revenue, uh, and, but their, their earnings were okay for this last quarter. But it's what's looking ahead. Um, they basically have down, uh, downgraded themselves in terms of the amount of revenue they feel like they're going to bring in um this next uh, quarter and that's what's really hurting them this morning they're down 19.7 percent um for a, a you know a 25 dollar stock that puts us down to 20 dollars and 50 cents right now correct what what was the reason just what we'd expect the back to work trend getting back into the office trend or is there something else macro that we haven't been paying attention to i didn't see any the, the report didn't go into that much detail other than a weak outlook um, for this next uh, this next quarter, and so okay. not sure why they think it's going to be a, a, a less of a quarter, but uh, but obviously they're tracking that. Okay, one that came out last night that you and I talked about before we went on the air that uh, kind of surprised me when you told me it was tanking again this morning was SoFi, the big uh, student. Their their biggest positioning is student loan refinancing. With the uh, Supreme Court decision uh, shooting President Biden's loan forgiveness policy down, uh, they had a good quarter, I understand, and then turned around and uh, kind of started falling this morning, huh? Yeah, it did, um, based on the closing price yesterday. One of the analysts at KBW 
um, basically has um, put a new price target. Uh, he increased his price target um, by $2 a share to $7.50, which still is 34% lower than where it is right now. Yeah, they so, went up by like 20% after they beat the street and uh, shifting loan conditions. They said personal loans are on the rise, and I gather that's just a temporal thing. Well, at least that's what he thinks. Um, uh, so it's trading down 3.3% this morning. Well, poop. Other indications we've got. Hey, we do have a, a couple. Of, I'm going to say the big, big guy today was Uber. Um, Uber. Uber reported their second quarter results. They did miss expectations for um, revenue, um, but they offered some good guidance for the third quarter. Um, they, uh, they hit two major milestones this quarter. Um, they beat on earnings, though. This is important. I want to bring this out because they were expected to lose a penny a share. They actually mm -hmm. made 18 cents a share, um, a, a positive. And uh, that's one of the things the CEO pointed out, that this was the first quarter that they had a gap, that's how they report for general accepted accounting principles, operating profits, the first one they've had. So they're excited about that. The other thing that they had was the first quarter that they had free cash flow over a billion dollars. Um, so some, some good things there. They're trading up 1.2% this morning. That may be a miniature version of the day that Amazon finally went profitable for the first time in eons. All of us went, "Holy crud! They made money!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so they are they're excited about that. But a couple other companies report. Caterpillar reported a better than expected earnings and revenue. However, they warned about this next quarter uh, potential decline in sales and in margins, and so. Uh, not hurting them this morning, though. They're still up one point, almost 1.4%. And then we had two pharmaceuticals report, Merck and Pfizer. Uh, Merck reported their second quarter revenue topped expectations. Um, they're uh, being uh, helped by their two main drugs, uh, Keytruda, which is a cancer drug, and their um, HPV vaccine, Gardasil. Um, both helped. However... <laughs> No. Um, they did lose money for the quarter, just not as much as expected. And so they're still heading up today, a little less than 1%. Pfizer, they, uh, they came in and beat expectations on revenue, but fell short on their earnings. So they missed. A lot of that's because of their uh, COVID products uh, continue to, uh, you know, not as many people getting the vaccine. So they're down about a third of a percent. I know they're one of the leaders in the antiviral, though, that every time any of us have gotten it, just made it go away in a heartbeat for me. I figured they'd probably be doing real well with the antiviral drugs. Hmm. And, and it could the, be, just hmm. not, not, not right now, or not a yeah. big enough section. And it wasn't as big a boom as the vaccine was, without a doubt. Uh, right. Resetting the table, it was a modest to a good update yesterday on Wall Street. Doesn't sound like we got it going this morning so far. 45 minutes early, what's the direction look like? Well, we got red ink, and the red ink continues to grow. Um, the Dow is down 100 points right now. That's almost three-tenths of a percent. S&P 500 is down four-tenths of a percent. That's $19. The NASDAQ 100 is down a little over a half a percent. The Russell 2000 is down a little over six-tenths of a percent. And then the VIX uh, heading up 2.8% this morning. So 
Um, a lot of red ink. As a matter of fact, other than the VIX, I can't find any green ink. Uh, you go to the other side of the coin, silver's down 2.4%. Gold back down below 2000 down one and a quarter percent to $1,984 an ounce. And crude oil down seven tenths, thankfully, uh, to $81.23 a barrel. It's still in that zip code we don't want to see it. Exactly. <laughs> Overseas markets, the uh, Asian rim was a mixed bag overnight. The mainland Chinese market's off by a bit. Uh, some of the peripheral markets, like uh, the Korean market, uh, did actually eke out some gains. Europe is evenly down across the board, sometimes as much as about half a percent midway through their trading day. Getting a retirement plan at any age counts. You may not have enough risk in your portfolio if you're young enough. If you're old enough, you may have too much. That takes a pro to look at the eyes. How do I find you to get those eyes on my portfolio? You're exactly right, Dave. And that's why yesterday's report Fidelity put out said 37% of baby boomers have too much equity in their portfolio. But how do you know? That's why I created the core retirement design to help you pinpoint what your risk is and what your risk should be in your portfolio. Give us a call at 863 382 0037 to schedule your core retirement design and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 95.3 FM. And back here again with a snapshot tomorrow morning and hopefully some green ink by then. Philip, I'll see you at that time. Fair enough? Fair enough, buddy. Have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Remember that. Hey, folks, thanks for joining us today. Hope your week is off to a good start. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care.